Patriots up against the Panthers down in Gillette. And the man that was there today from the NFL Network, Mike Giardi, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Giardi, you didn't get in a fight, did you? With like Curran or, or Reese or take anybody out? Callahan, nobody? You were I, safe? No, I thought about pounding a couple of the Panthers writers who kept getting in my way. But no, uh, otherwise we, we behaved ourselves today. Good, good for you. So I was following you on Twitter recently, all your observations, and it seems like uh, you're pretty high on the defense here today. Is there a chance, we talked about a little bit going to the break, is there a chance... We may have underrated what this defense can be this year. Well, I like their front, you know, the front four I'm talking about. I, I think, you know, Judon's a good player. I, he had a, you know, downward turn at the end of last year, but, but his track record says he's a good player, and he, and he looks like that so far in camp. Gotchow's only one of the best defensive linemen in football, at least so I was told. So <laughs> he's there as well, solid player, Lawrence Guy. Like, there, there are enough bodies up front, I think, for them to be a, a good unit. My question is, you know, the corners. Yeah. Do, do they have enough in the secondary? Because I like their safeties too, but do you have enough there? And Jalen Mills has had a terrific camp. He's been one of their better players in camp, no question about it. Um, but, you know, we'll see how does that translate when you get into the regular season. And if you're trying to play man, you know, I mean, we saw him last time, last year at times really struggle in man. So, you know, how does that translate? They got, they got to find some people there for sure. Uh, so, Mike, I'm wondering about Tyquan Thornton. Heard Andy Hart on uh, the show right before us talking about him potentially taking a little step back today. Is that something that you saw? What have you seen in terms of his performance so far through training camp? Yeah, he did struggle a little bit today, which, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily surprised. Um, you know, a good level of competition today, a little bit more man-to-man, in-your-face type stuff, which – Look, he, he's skinny. He's going to have to get better at that. And I think he's done a, a decent job in camp, but I think it was ratcheted up a little bit more for him today. And I think there were points where he did struggle with it. I also think a couple times on on plays that he made, it's almost like he's waiting to get hit instead of continuing to carry on the play. Um, and that that's something that – you know, that'll be the next step for him. Like, hey, look, man, that's the way the game is, but you have this speed. You've got to continue to come across, catch the ball, and keep – don't break stride. Don't prepare yourself to get whacked. Just get ready to make the play. Um, but, look, by, by and large, uh, and we've talked about it quite a bit, he's opened eyes in camp, yeah. you know, and I don't know whether that means, you know, significant playing time come the regular season, but I do believe that we all went from thinking possible redshirt year – likely redshirt year to now, like, no, he's, he's going to find his way on the field at some point this year, whether that's earlier or, you know, down the road somewhere. He, he's definitely making a case if he, if he continues to progress. Well, let's stick on the wide receivers then because you and Kern, Mike, have both talked about how Kendrick Bourne has been disappointing so far in camp. Then he gets chucked out of practice today with the fight. What did you see today you know, from Bourne that, that led to that? And when you talk about him not living up to expectations, is it not getting the opportunities, not making plays? What stands out with a player that – Look, they'd be on the verge of making a big step forward in this Patriot offense. Well, I would say mostly it's about the opportunities and the lack thereof because, as we talked about, for the better part, well, for two weeks, the offense was anemic, really struggled in a variety of ways that go beyond did the wide receiver separate. It was where's the protection? Is Max seeing it the way he needs to see it? You know, I mean, look, he tucked and, tucked and run or, or surrendered in a sack more times this summer than he did at the entirety of camp last year. You know, and this was four or five days ago. So, you know, the, that, that I think has been an issue that has sort of 
prevented maybe seeing a little bit more from that group just because as a whole it hasn't been good enough today it was definitely better although they continue to struggle up front at times especially in the run game um and as far as what happened with him today he just came to wilkerson's defense i mean christian wilkerson caught a ball in front of the carolina defense on one side of the field it looked like an assistant coach may have pushed him uh, not like anything violent but like you know kind of get out of here and then that just led to wait a minute what's happening and then the next thing you know you know people are throwing and bodies are rolling all over the place and Bourne came in with what appeared to be a haymaker which is never you know I mean let's be real throwing punches with helmets on is probably a bad idea especially when you need your hands as a receiver but um, looks like he's no worse for wear other than getting launched out of practice. All right, we're talking to Mike Giardi, NFL Network, here on the Harbor One Hotline. Six, sticking with the wide receivers, I guess, with Bourne and what you've seen from Thornton. If Thornton does play himself into a role, are there too many wide receivers? You keep hearing about Nelson Aguilar. Like, this is a guy that maybe could find a new home. Like, how do you see that thing playing out numbers-wise? Yeah, it is interesting, and I guess I would say that even though Bill has talked up Aguilar here in camp and – He's had some better moments of late that if they could move on from Aguilar, they probably would move on from Aguilar. But who wants to take that contract? You know, it's he, he's making a good amount of money, and he – I mean, it's clear he is what he is as a player, um, and that's not going to change regardless of where you put him. So I, I just don't – I don't know that there would be much of an appetite for him at that number. Now, if you want to eat a bunch of that money and make a deal happen, sure – but, you know, probably the best bet at this point is they'll go into the season with those guys and, you know, you'll just wait to see what shakes out. You know, maybe Aguilar plays himself on the field more. Maybe he plays himself off the field. Maybe somebody gets hurt. I don't think they want to leave themselves short early unless, like I said, unless someone is willing to take on that whole deal, which I, I find that hard to believe. Mike, uh, you said just a few moments ago that the offense looked better but still struggling up front with the run. Can you be a little bit more specific about what the challenges they're having there are right now as you saw them today? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, well, for starters, you don't have Isaiah Wynn out there, which I guess is starting to not become an uncommon thing, but he is supposed to start for you, so you're you're down a tackle already. You're integrating a rookie um, in Cole Strange, and there's been it's been a roller coaster. There've been moments where he looks like yeah he's a, he's going to be a good player, and then he looks like sometimes where he played at Tennessee Chattanooga, and the speed is too much, and the strength is too much, and there's going to be a process. And I think they understand that, and I think that's why they're getting him as many reps as humanly possible, including him being basically the only starter that played. Uh, on Thursday night in the first preseason game. So I think that's part of it. I think what they're doing with some of the wide zone, inside zone stuff, you don't just, this is the thing. And, and, and this is why I wonder if and when there'll be a time where they say, we're just not seeing enough progress from it. But this is something that takes time. You don't just automatically plug this in and two weeks later, you're like, oh yeah, we got it. We're mm-hmm. fine. No, they've been putting this stuff in since back in the spring. Um, and, you know, it's it's been rough at times. Again, better today, but still far from awesome uh, and far from what you'd like it to be, especially when you're talking about, I think we all looked at this team, right, and said, you got two really good running backs in Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Running game shouldn't be a problem for you, but to this point, it has been a problem for him. And again, we'll, we'll see what it looks like later down the road. I mean, we, we obviously saw in the first preseason game where they ran their old stuff. They didn't run their new stuff. And, you know, I haven't got a real good answer on why that was, but 
um, you know, we'll see what it looks like on, on Friday night. Well, we also saw on Thursday a couple different guys that looked like Mike, you know, calling plays in terms of Patricia Early and <laughs> Joe Judge late. Uh, you've had now a bunch of camps time and games and now a joint practice. What do you think, Mike, the end game is for the way they're approaching this as far as calling the plays offensively for here in 2022? Well, to me, it's been pretty clear since the summer, at least, that this is Matt's show, and he's been the one who's calling the 11-on-11s with the ones. You know, when Joe Judge has done it, it's been with the twos. The only time Joe's called plays for the ones has been seven-on-sevens when Matt's been over with the offensive line, and even that's not, you know, Matt will come over a lot of times for seven-on-sevens and not stay with the O-line to be part of that. So what they did on Thursday night certainly was a was a curveball, and, and I – I was talking about this with Andy Hart this weekend. I, 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 part of me wonders, because remember, go back to 2017. If Josh had taken the Indianapolis job, Joe was moving higher up on the ladder from an offensive standpoint, and Bill was going to groom him to be the next Josh McDaniels in this offense. So he clearly has a belief that Joe can do it. And I just wonder, in giving him all those reps, if we see that again on Friday night, if we're not looking at a situation where they're grooming him to be the guy sooner rather than later, whether that sooner is, you know, week one, week six, or, hey, maybe Gerard Mayo leaves in the offseason as a head coach. We move Matt back to defense, and then Joe is ready and gotten his you know, feet wet this year with mm-hmm. some of the preseason stuff to be the play caller next year. So, Mike, sorry, <laughs> to be clear, you're thinking that it's possible that Joe Judge is actually the play caller this season it's as we point. actually go into the real season after we've seen Matt Patricia work with the ones throughout preseason it just strikes me as curious and again you're not there are a lot of us asking a lot of questions and (laughs) not getting the answers but i'm just trying to read i'm trying to read the tea leaves here and again bill 2017 had a belief that joe could be this guy so i don't think that joe has done anything that bill says well he can't be the guy you know we like him as a coach we think he's a smart guy we think he can handle this it's just whether or not the handling it is yeah. The sooner rather than later part. And again, I, I don't, it's hard to know. I mean, you got your guy, Mike Lombardi, throwing out that maybe Bill calls the plays, which right. is something we saw a little bit of the early part of camp, too. So, you know, they, they love this misdirection. They love to keep us guessing. Uh, I would have loved had um, whoever asked the question yesterday to Bill when he said, we, you know, I, I appreciate you asking the question, and I know you really want to know, and I'm trying to help you out, but we we, we don't have enough time. Yeah. No, we have all the time in the world, Bill. <laughs> I will sit here. I don't have to talk to anybody else. You want to go for five hours, and while you're doing what you're doing, I am a willing listener. I'm with you. We said the same thing after that sound. Mike Giardi, NFL Network. Mike, last one for me. Uh, all these offensive coordinators, to me it's like shell game. We're all talking about really it's all about how it affects the quarterback in Mac Jones. So you tell me, yeah. how has he looked? Has he starting to look a little bit more comfortable um, with, I guess, what everyone's still calling like a new scheme, a new offense to this kid. He looked as – this is the best he's looked all summer. And it, was, it wasn't perfect, um, but it definitely was, to me, a, a good step. You saw some of the things that they're trying to work in the past game off the wide zone stuff and the inside zone stuff. There was some nice play action stuff where he, you know, a half roll. Um, you know, one of the things I was told about – the change, and you, we, we, there's a million reasons why the, we think the change is happening on offense, but they believe that his feet are really good and that he is capable of executing the scheme. And I think a lot of people looked at it and said, well, if you knew you were going to do this, why didn't you get Justin Fields or somebody who is more mobile? 
and they think, no, 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 this guy can be really good in this scheme if we continue to go forward with it because of his feet. And I think you saw some of that today where, again, not as a runner, but as a guy who can throw on the move or a guy with his good footwork who can execute the play fake and then set his feet properly and deliver the football accurately, which, again, between his brain and his accuracy, I mean, those are his two superpowers. Um, but they like his feet a lot too. So uh, there were some good signs today that pointed at me at least in a, in a better direction with the passing game and with the way Mac has performed so, this summer. So you can confirm it's a new scheme because it's not just people on radio like us <laughs> making it up and you don't know what you're talking about. Cause, so it definitely is. It's something new. You see a lot more crossing patterns there's middle no, of the field I mean, rolling look, out. There, there's, absolutely. There's more movement with the quarterback. There are tighter splits for the receivers, uh, a little bit more jet motion, and, and the zone running stuff. I mean, and that's all part of it. I like they're not lying when they tell you they still have plenty of pieces of their old offense in there, but you're not doing this. In my opinion, you're not adding this, this scheme, this portion of the scheme to dabble in it. I think you're doing it because you think that's where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the way the league is gone, Lou, I mean, it's, this is the way the league is going. This, this system, the Shanahan McVay variation of it is, is all over the league right now. It's, it is the thing to do. And you start looking at the teams that have done it. Cincinnati gets to the Super Bowl. The Rams win a Super Bowl. San Francisco's in the mix every single year, basically. Like, there's yeah. a lot of pieces yeah. to this. This is what the Jets are trying to do. Like, no, they'll screw it up. They, yeah, well, <laughs> it's, already, it's, it's already, you know, when, when Zach tweaks his knee the other night, it was yeah. like, oh, same old Jets. You know, yeah. they, can't, they can't catch a break. So, yeah, um, yeah I, think they're, I think they're invested in it at least – you know, I mean, we'll see. If it, like I said, if it's if it sucks, I don't think Bill's so stubborn that he'll just say, "Let's just keep beating our head against the wall." Yeah. But I think you saw some progress today. I think they'd probably feel pretty good about what they saw today. All right, Mike. Listen, man, we really appreciate it filling us in on what went down. Uh, enjoy tomorrow. Try to stay safe. No fights with Carolina Panthers beats. <laughs> I'll, I'll do what I can, Lou. All right, Mike Giardi, Thanks, Mike. NFL Network. Thank appreciate you, Mike. it, buddy.